Welcome to Imran's Podcast, episode number 14. This is your host, Simon Silwal. When that alarm goes off at 5 in the morning and you've got to run, you've got to want to go do it because it's fun, not because you have to do it. Visit Imran's.com to listen to our previous podcast episodes, get discount codes, and links to our social media channels. I'd like to welcome Kyle to Imran's Podcast. Kyle, how are you doing today? Hey, doing real well, Susan. How's your running going? somewhere out west. Are you in Wild West or you're in Birmingham right now? Uh, I, mean, I, was, I was out west last weekend. I was in Utah running uh, 50K, which was a really tough race, but uh, a lot of fun at the same time. Sounds like you, you travel a lot for running. Yeah. Um, you know, I've run a lot in Birmingham, so I'd actually go experience uh, some other trails in Boston because there's a lot of really beautiful trails out there. Talking about running, can you share your running journey with us? Yeah, so I mean, I got into running probably, well, you know, I went in high school mostly as part of being a wrestler in high school. Uh, you don't have to do runs just in terms of, you know, losing weight and staying in shape and that sort of thing. Um, but never really run more than, you know, three to four miles at a time. Um, I didn't get into running from a distance perspective until, I guess it was like 2008-ish, 2007. And, you know, I've been working real hard as a TV sports guy. I didn't really have any hobbies and didn't really exercise and was starting getting that point where I was in my late twenties and added on some pounds and needed to do something. So I started with some five Ks and then it was ten Ks and marathons after that and then I was doing Iron Man and ultra marathons and just kept building. So what was your struggle during those times? Well, you know, one of the struggles I had was I was dealing with a lot of shin splint related issues early on, a lot of um, posterior tibial tendonitis from my ankle uh, early on. Uh, I think it was, you know, concrete and pavement really wasn't good for me. Uh, but also just increasing mileage very quickly uh, because I had escalated distances. Uh, it took my body a while to get used to kind of what it could do and what was going to cause me to get hurt. So when did you join the ultra distance running? I joined the ultra distance running, I believe, in 2008. Uh, my first ultra was Stump Jump 50K. And it had come like a weekend, uh, a week after doing a half Ironman. And uh, my buddy John Gregg was like, hey, let's go run this race in Chattanooga. And I was sort of feeling a little bit high on my horse because I had just done this half Ironman and thought it would be easy. And uh, it wasn't as easy as I thought it was going to be, but it was a lot more fun than I thought. Yeah, it sounds like fun. And it always had somebody to drag you into somewhere, correct? Yeah, you always needed an enabler. People that you know convince you that hey, you know, your first, first hit's free. It's Bill Woody who dragged me into trail running. So, <laughs> so, as a runner, what, what is your greatest achievement? Oh, greatest achievement as a runner? Um, you know, it's probably uh, what I did. I did Rocky Raccoon 100 uh, twice. The first time I did it, it was like a monsoon at the start, and I was dealing with some injuries coming in, and it was a struggle just to finish. And, it took me like 28 and a half hours or some, some long number like that. Uh, then I went back the following year and did it again uh, and ended up running that way for like 20 hours and 50 something minutes and was like a full 40 hours under my goal time. Uh, I had the best race of my life. I ended up running it's a loop course and I ended up running the, the fifth loop and the fourth loop faster than my third loop. And, um, yeah, everything came together and that was an amazing race. 
I know you have done a Western state. That can be a whole podcast. But can you just touch a little bit on your experience in Western state? Yeah, I mean, Western state is sort of like a circus, right? Um, mm-hmm. the, the atmosphere there, all of these big star runners and all of these huge tents and flags and inflatable stuff and all the people that surround the race is really something to take in. Um, you know, you can kind of get caught up in all of that and then, you know, let it distract you from the race itself. But uh, it's it's obviously a really, really hard race. Conditions on the course vary so much. And that was one of the things that, I don't know if it was a surprise to me, but it's a challenge of the race because it, it was cold at the start and you go up over the pass and you see snow. And then 20 miles later, you run into canyons that are almost 100 degrees, in some cases more than 100. And it's it's really tough. Yeah, definitely. Running hundred is never easy, anyway. Oh, you're right. Running hundred is never easy. As one of the founder of uh, Birmingham Ultra Trail Running Society, but that's what we call it. What was the inspiration behind starting the trail running community here in Birmingham? Yeah. Well, so um, you know, we started running some of those early uh, trail races, and started to see a lot of the same people around. But you know, we'd see each other at races, but. We didn't really have a community that was really organized. Um, we saw that there were other communities. Uh, Georgia had Jeff, Georgia Ultra Running Minnesota Society, I think. Uh, and we go to races and we see them all wearing their logo gear and hanging out and having fun. And, you know, we're kind of jealous mm-hmm. of that. So, you know, myself and John Gregg and Greg Ringo and John Dwight Katie were all sitting around at Good People's Road Company and we're like, you know, why don't, why don't We've been talking about it for months, and so, you know, we went ahead and started a Facebook group. And once you asked us on the Facebook group, and they we were going to take off and we're going to see you out, and uh, we just kept adding more and more people. And then we had a t shirt, and then it was on. So, did you imagine the success of Buzz like we have it now? You know, I think I hoped that it could get big like this, but I don't think I expected it to. Ultra running back in you know, 2010, 2011. 2012, when we, you know, first were kind of into it and talking about it, there were people out there and it was getting bigger, but, you know, I never thought we'd have a Facebook group that had 1,500 plus people on it. That's, that's kind of crazy. So what do you contribute for the success? You know, I think the success of Butts is a couple things. Uh, one, the name, the logo, the, that sort of stuff has been catching feeling for us. But, um, so that helped us out a lot, that people were like, oh, that's kind of cool and funny, I like that. But we got some really good people involved early on that just really, they were welcoming, they were friendly, they were fun, and, and we kept the focus less about serious trail running and serious nature and issues, and we kept it more around, hey, we're going to go and have more fun than everybody else. And I think that was appealing to people. Can you tell us some of the things that Buzz has done to promote? running here in Birmingham? You know, there's a lot of different things. Obviously, growing our membership and increasing the amount of people that participate in the events has, has been really good. Uh, the fact that we've got you know, like 350 plus paid members to the group, uh, you know, speaks to the volume of people we brought in. And, you know, what are we doing for the community? So, uh, we obviously created a lot of events and things that we've been able to raise money that then goes back into the actual park. Um, last year, I think we donated more than $10,000 back to a local park. Uh, this year, it's, it's going to continue to grow. 
I've got a check right now that uh, from the Race Against the Sun for $750 that I'm uh, delivering to Western Mountain tomorrow. So uh, that's really cool to be able to do things that help those parks financially or from the trail work and maintenance days and things like that. What is the future of Buzz? Yeah, that's a really good question. You know, and you know, I've obviously stepped back and I'm not the president anymore and I'm still very involved, but I wanted to kind of see what other people want to do. And certainly, I've seen some, some people really come through with some good ideas about continuing to grow uh, our relationship with the current parks, you know, Red Mountain, Rutherford Mountain, Oak Mountain, and other kind of parks like that. Uh, you know, maybe we'll build some trails systems in some new places. Uh, I know that's something that's being kicked around. Um, maybe at some point, we'll, we'll buy and own land and be able to say, hey, we've got our own sort of nature preserve over here that, that we're building a cool trail system on. Uh, it's hard to say uh, what the future is, and you know the, the people that are part of the group are going to really dictate that. It's not going to happen by itself. People are going to have to do it, and hopefully, people come up with really cool visions for how we can make the trail community better and make our connection. It leads into my next question. I think you answered already parts of it. What are some of the new projects Bus is working? Yeah, so uh, yeah, we've got a lot of cool things that we're always. I think one of the big focuses right now. And I can't speak because there's a lot of work that goes on in some of the new committees that, that are to help with that. I know there's a lot of education and welcoming that we want to try to do to bring people into the community. So it, it can be daunting and intimidating. You've never run an ultra and you're sitting there thinking, wow, it's just getting so far. How can I ever go and do that? You know, creating resources and people that can help to educate and encourage uh, and grow that participation is one. Working closely with the individual parks to help them achieve their goals. If we don't have the trail systems that we have now, we're not going to be able to do as many cool things. So it's cool that we've got there to help build and facilitate and help them. Definitely. Before we leave this segment, I uh, just want to ask uh, you how people can join us or be involved in the trail running community here in Birmingham. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty easy. We've got an, an awesome website, uh, runbutt.com. So go check that out. Uh, we've also got a Facebook group that is really good about keeping you up to date on all the cool things that are happening. So on Facebook, just search for uh, uh, Butts or Birmingham Ultra Trail Society. Uh, I believe both searches uh, bring up the group. Uh, you can join the group and just kind of stay up to date on the dialogue. Uh, there's always people posting about runs or events or different ways that you can kind of uh, engage with our community, uh, become friends with us, uh, and help us accomplish some cool things for the trail community. I'm part of the Bud-Sterling community, and I, I post a lot as well, so definitely people should join. I think you're one of our uh, part-time photographers, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next question is, uh, you manage or direct a race called The Rat, and that's the nickname, Race Against the Sun. Can you talk about that race? And then there's, there's I think we don't have a finisher this year, and we didn't have last year, or something like that. Yeah, so, yeah, the Race Against the Sun, uh, I read a blog post, oh gosh, I guess four years ago now, maybe, uh, by a gentleman named Jeff Rose, uh, and Jeff was, he was one of the fastest ultra-runners for a while, uh, won Western States, won a bunch of races, in fact, if you watch the big famous Western States documentary, uh, Jeff Rose is the guy that wins the race in that one, uh, Pete Killian and Anton and all those guys, but uh, uh, he wrote a blog post about Oh, there needed to be more races that were, were unique. Like, why do we have to have every race be 50K or a marathon or a 50-miler? Like, why can't you have something that's just an odd distance or completely different and 
uh, is an experience that you go do, and it's like, wow, I have never known a race like that. So that got me to thinking of what you do, and, uh, and I got this idea of doing something on the shortest night of the year, probably race five. You, you start the race at sunset, and you've got to finish by sunrise. The distance would, was dictated based on where we were able to hold the race. Initially, I wanted to try to do it in those mountains, um, but at the time, they wouldn't let us do any races there at night. So I looked around and said, well, Rupture is a place that seems like they would let me do that. Uh, and they did. The problem is I don't have 40 miles of trail to Rupture. And you probably couldn't do you know, 50 miles in, in the course of uh, sun, uh, nighttime. So we ended up coming up with about a 9 to 10 mile loop there. Wanted to make it interesting, so kind of were inspired by the Barkley Marathon, and said, "Okay, we got to have people prove that they finished the entire loop and didn't take any of the side trails and the shortcuts." So we came up with a, a way for people to. At first, it was pull pages out of a book, and then we came up with some other techniques around that. But it's it's part scavenger hunt, it's part race, it's part uh, puzzle, it's part mental challenge, it's part physical challenge, it's part navigational challenge, and we've only had a handful of finishers in the three years that we've done it. This year we had one. Uh, last year we had none. And the first year we had four. But I made the race a little tougher after that first year. You made it race tougher so because of the more finisher or you just... Yeah, you know, I felt like, you know, we had 40, like 40 people start the first year and four of them finished. And I was like, you know, a 10% finish rate is just too high. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we dropped our finish rate down to about... Zero uh, percent last year. In the course of all three years, I think the finisher rate's about three percent. So that's a um, good good number. But, you know, the feedback on it is, is all the people that run it for the most part really enjoy it because it's not like any other race that they do. It is a unique experience. Um, you know, and it's really cool when you get to be you know school in the morning and you've got you know an hour and a half until that sun comes up. You've got people gathering around because there's one or two people out on the course that have a chance to finish. And they're waiting to see is, can this guy get it done? Can he, can he finish in time? That's really cool to see. That sounds like a fun race to me, but I'm always out of town or I have something going on around that time of year. So. Well, we'll see you uh, see you there this year. How about that? Yeah, I always have an excuse. So. <laughs> Maybe you're the smart one. Kyle, are you ready for uh, Emron's sprint round here today? Let's bring it on. What type of uh, shoes, the running shoes, do you wear? So you're training and racing. I wear a lot of different types of shoes, but I've been racing in Skechers recently. Now that sounds silly, but the Skechers Go Run Ultras and the Go Run Ultra Trails fit my feet perfectly. I never have to take them off. I don't get any blisters, so they work for me. What type of GPS device do you use? I don't use any GPS device. Why? I like to just kind of enjoy the environment and the nature around me. And if I'm looking at my watch to see distance and slits and all that stuff, I feel like I'm missing out on the best parts of the run. What is your fastest mile? Oh, probably like 520. What is your favorite um, this trail distance, trail running distance, ultra distance, or any distance trail? I, I think 100 miles is my favorite. What is your favorite trail system? Favorite trail system? Oh my, um, probably I'll go local and say Rupture Mountain. Yes, this tough course. That's why yeah. I like it. We have Blood Shoots and Hanging Valley and Fire Tower Trail. And those are Next question may be hard for you. What is your favorite race? My favorite race, uh, you know, 
it could be the one I just did, which was the Speed Goat 50K. Uh, it was so tough, but man, it was so beautiful. Uh, you got to climb up to 11,000 feet four times. It was a perfect day, so beautiful. Um, so far, that's the one I'm going to play. Yeah. Was it a point-to-point or a loophole? No, it was uh, sort of you just go all over the place. Uh, there was a couple parts where you're running on the same trail twice, but you just sort of zigzag all over the snowbird ski resort, which was, which was a lot of fun. Are you a downhiller or uphill climber? I love running down. In fact, my quads never really give me issues, which has been a, a blessing for me. Uh, I run downhill, I run fast, I vomit. But I cannot do downhill somehow. I'm, I'm working on it, but I love uphill. No, um, when I'm in really good shape, I love the uphills too. Uh, what type of hydration plan do you use during these hot days of summer? Yeah, so I like to, I've gotten really accustomed to running with a vest. I use the Ultimate Direction uh, AK vest. Uh, it's sort of old and ripped up right now. Uh, that's good. I don't have to worry about it. It keeps a good amount of water on my back, so that's really nice. Um, that's my go-to, typically. Does it get hot on the pack? It does get hot on the pack. I've I bought an insulation thing to keep it cooler. Um, it adds some bulk to it, but it, it, it helps a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, by the time you're an hour in, it's, it's real hot on the back. I've never gotten used to running using the hydration pack. I'm always using Bob on this I'm going off really far distance. Do you follow any uh, training plans for your any distance training races you're running or you just run? I've never followed a training plan ever. I just sort of increase mileage as I get closer to events and take off. Do you do any back to back races? Well find back to back. Back to back weekends and back to back Saturday Sunday races. Yeah, I try not to. I've done a couple stage races. I find that those are likely to cause me to get injured, so I try not to do that. I try not to do back-to-back weekends either. So uh, I raced last weekend. I'm going to run this weekend, but it's going to be kind of easy, gradual, a lot of hiking, just kind of getting out there on the legs, putting some miles. As an ultra runner, uh, what type of nutrition plan are you? Yeah, I have so much trouble with nutrition, and I find that it varies based on weather conditions and temperature. Um, you know, I try to eat as much real food early in the race as possible and front load myself, knowing that I can rely on sports drinks and gels and, and that sort of stuff later in the race if I need to. But uh, yeah, I deal with stomach issues in races all the time. And it's it's typically a combination of heat and altitude that cause me to get sick. Is there any race that you like to run or you haven't? Yeah, so I've been throwing my name in the Hard Rock Lottery for years. Going to try to do the Hard Rock Lottery again this next upcoming year. Um, that's sort of the one thing that's on my bucket list. Although I've been exploring some races in Europe, uh, the internet's a dangerous thing. So I've been looking at uh, Trans Grand Canaria, Canaria, and then Trans Volcania, and then uh, the Dolomite Sky Race. I think those are some fun races that I'd love to go do. But um, but we'll see when. I would like to talk to the new trail runner or up and coming ultra runner. Give some word of advice. Talk about how they can continue running and be an ultra runner like you. Yeah, I think it really varies depending on, on your personality. And my advice is always to find a way to keep it fun. That's mixing it up your running, your training. Um, just if you can keep it fun, you'll be able to do it for forever. It won't become something that becomes a burden, becomes a chore. Um, when that alarm goes off at five in the morning and you've got to run, you've got to want to go do it because it's fun, not because you have to do it. So that's my best advice. If you do that, 
set yourself some goals. Uh, go achieve them one at a time. Hopefully, it'll work out well for you. Great. That sounds like great advice. And thanks for your time. We'll catch you somewhere in the trail. Sounds good to me. Thanks.